Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I like hearing about the financial uh, impact effect of what's going on right now uh, you know, economically with, uh, with the sports world. Let's go to the Toyota of Hollywood guest line shop. Over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Maury Brown, you can check him out at Biz with a Z, at BizBallMaury on Twitter. You can read him in Forbes, uh, several other places as well. Uh, hey, Maury, you hear us okay? Good morning. Hey, I can. How are you doing? Good. Good to talk to you. Appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're interested in, in, in the effects and the impact in the sports world as far as the money goes. And we know, you know, you could talk to us about that. Now, I understand. We understand, you know, the people who are really hit hard uh, are the people who work in the arenas, the stadiums. And that sucks. OK. And, you know, Mark Cuban has been out in front of that one immediately trying to help folks out there in his building. But from a from a bigger picture perspective, the decision, Maury, to to cancel the games, which of course you know was spearheaded by the NBA on Thursday night. How mu- h- how do you think the conversations went leading up to that moment, as far as their partners, television networks, and that kind of deal? Well, I think they probably all looked at it the same way that everybody else is. I mean, you start to think about it from the greater good and how much pressure there will be. Um, along the way. But the NBA situation, I think, was was really important in the sense that we saw the minute one player and, then of course, two players, um, you know, came down with, with COVID-19, that, that at that point um, you're starting to talk about are you going to spread it around to other players? And that's, of course, what everybody wants to watch, right? So let's shut it all down. So that I think is the is the prevailing sense that you get. I mean, you got people in close quarters with each other. Um, there has to be some ability to try and slow this thing down before it really starts to take a bite out of it. I mean, right now there's a lot of you know postponements, right? We're gonna we're talking about this like it, it, these some of these games won't get in. I think some of them absolutely will at some point. It's the, it's how many of them will be total losses by the end of the seasons. And that's, I think, the question that we don't really know. But, I mean, you have to do something like this. Once this starts to happen, uh, I, I, don't, I think that the, the leagues were very much, you know, had their backs against the wall and really had no choice. The original idea, and specifically with the NCAA tournament, of playing these games without fans in the building, I mean, that's, that's pretty much a, a financial decision, right? Be, they, they don't want to have to go to the networks and say, hey, listen – uh, we're all out of luck here, right? 
Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely it. I mean, well, look, I mean, you really want to have the thing get in. I mean, you just don't want to be the one to sit there and say we're going to cancel the entire thing. But, yeah, it absolutely had to do with um, being able to, to meet those obligations with the broadcast partners. Um, but I think that, it once again, it came down to what the situation we saw with the Jazz, what that would impact would have where you have – you know, multiple games being played in single arenas, you know, in the early outsets and then moving to different venues and those athletes moving around. And you had the capacity to have something, you know, very substantive, an outbreak happen among the athletes. And so, once again, there ha- there, I'm sure that the meetings, and there have been many of them across the sports landscape about this, none of these decisions are coming easy. I mean, they're absolutely going to have to eat this money in some way, shape, or form. Now, look, I'm not privy to how there is in terms of how this broadcast money um, either gets lost or somehow absorbed. In labor disputes, right, If in professional sports where there's a strike or a lockout, those media rights continue to go to the sports leagues. Now, they have to pay that money back with interest, and it's a low amount of interest, but they get to do that over time. And so it's quite possible that how, that's how they'll do that here with the, with the networks. We go, look, yeah, we know there's nothing we can do about this. These games are going to be canceled. Um, we'll go ahead and pay those you know, fees back you know, to you over a period of time. Whether those fees are going to continue to come or not, I don't know. But once again, there are probably some ways to flexibly do this to where they'll try and absorb it a little bit. But, I mean, look, let's just be honest. We're talking billions of dollars that are going to be at stake here across the landscape, across all the sports. Do you have any idea, Maury, as far as the television networks are concerned, do they have like a television rights window, per se, to air certain events like the NCAA tournament, like the NBA finals? Uh, If the World Series, like if Major League Baseball still does 162 games, can the World Series be in December? Like, do you have any idea how that works? Yeah, they would flex it. I can't imagine that they wouldn't try and work something like that out, mostly because Sports continues to be the prime property that everybody wants to have. That's why these meteorites deals are so high. Um, live sports content is is king. It's the one thing that we don't want to DVR. It's you know, um, it's exciting. Um, you know, it's unpredictable. Um, we want it live. So I can't imagine. Look, you're going to move your your regularly scheduled stuff around to get that stuff in, but. Um, you know, I mean, you mentioned baseball. I think that it's possible, although I think it's remote, that they might be able to get 162 games in. Uh, you know, in 9-11, we lost a week of games um, due to that tragedy. So, um, and they were able to get most of the season in. And they, they're able to flex. Baseball is able to flex a little bit better because, of course, they already deal with weather cancellations and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it's going to be tough. Other leagues aren't so lucky. But, Look, I mean, we're, we're seeing cancellations of concerts mm-hmm. and other events. That's going to allow those windows in the venues themselves to flex a little bit that you might not otherwise have. So, you know, I think they're going to try and get all these in as much as they can. But, you know, it's just going to be odd. I mean, some of these events are being held with no fans. And it's just, it looks odd. I, I couldn't, that was the thing about the, the NCAA tournament. You might have been able to get it off, right? And it would have satisfied the network partners, but it would have just been bizarre. Yeah. It would have had a, a weird feel to it. I, well, I, I, I've been saying to Amber where, uh, you know, look, look, for, for our profession, okay, it's going to be best if the games are played even without fans because it gives us content to talk about, okay? But from a fan perspective, 
I'm okay with the way that they're doing this because I, I, I don't think I like sports without fans, Maury. No, and no, nobody does. I mean, this is unprecedented territory. Nobody has ever been in this position before. But you're starting to see a cascade. I mean, you know, we lost the Masters today. It's affected, you know, Premier League play and other soccer events, you know. Um, F1 is pushing their regular season out globally. I mean, globally, this is hitting everything. Uh, you know, the Olympics said that it's pretty much business as usual right now, which is really shocking to me. But um, I can't imagine that at some point that isn't impacted. You know, you get this thing spreading through the athlete community at the Olympics, and then you got something really, really serious. So, you know, it's just – I, I don't think in our lifetimes we will ever see anything like this again. I, I certainly hope not. Now, you, you know, obviously everyone's got to be careful what they get upset about, you know, when we're dealing with a health crisis here. But when we get to the time where the NBA, the NHL, like they're they're closing in on the end of their regular seasons, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and if Adam Silver says to his owners, hey, listen, I think the best thing for us to do is we're going to end the season right now. We're going to start the playoffs. Do you think uh, that we're going to get some pushback from owners because, you know, some of these owners, hey, they're not going to make the playoffs, but we'd really like our final seven or eight home games here so we can make a little bit of money. Do you think we get some pushback in that regard? Yeah, I think they will. But look, the, the thing that I think is not being discussed here is that at a certain point what happens is, is it's out of their control because it's going to be at the, you know, state, federal, regional level where you're getting, I mean, I live in, I live in Oregon and Portland and the West coast is ostensibly shut down. Yeah. Uh, events of more than 500 are no longer allowed right now for a two week window. They're going to shut schools down. You know, owners can go ahead and cry about this. And of course they're going to push Adam silver because they want those revenues. But at a certain point, there's very little they can do about it. Maury, tell everyone where they can read you right now. Yeah, you can catch me on Forbes. You know, certainly look at that there for this t- subject matter. You can also find me on Baseball America occasionally. And then, like you said, on Twitter at BizBallMaury. Great job, Maury. Good to talk to you again. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks so much for having me. All right. That's Maury Brown again at Biz. That's with a Z at BizBallMaury. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.